Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I am unashamed. What about you? Doing about 55, 60. He said, he just slowed down. She just. Well, it went under his truck. She backed out. She backed off his vehicle, gunned it, did a U turn, and <laughs> took off. Serious? Yeah. This is Cade from our crew? Yeah. And he had, it was a new truck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, that's proud of thing. You know, he had it all jacked up there, but that wound all that up. Well, bent the frame. Poor Cade. I mean, because he's been driving this piece of crap car for his whole life. He got finally, you know, works hard enough, saves up some money, and gets him a nice big truck. That's and, what he was saying. He said, I tell you. you no, know, I was. I was. Uh, McKellar told me that. He said, never fall in love with a hunk of metal. Yeah. Well, that's a good saying. It's a good saying. He said, never fall in love with a hunk of metal because something's going to happen to it. Yeah. Having said that, Kellett had the worst <laughs> vehicle. Let he, me think about wait, this. Had, oh, yeah. It was the worst I've ever seen. He had a little old... Orange oh, Datsun. Yeah. And I... It was for, it was before they put Nissan. It was a Datsun. For some reason, I got in his vehicle one time. You're talking about in a bind. Because he... I needed a ride. And he said, I'll give you a ride. And I got in that thing. And I thought... It was a little two-seater. So he 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 lives that. Never, never put your hope well, in a hunk of metal. Now, well, now you're right. I didn't even think about that. He made that easy to do because he just drove things you would never love. Yeah. I mean, how could you love that? I got in the thing, Kellett's that old orange one he's talking about, and look, it just wanted to, it wants to take a hard left the whole time you're driving it. Yeah. I mean, I've had many vehicles. I had to like fight that. it back the whole time you're driving it. You got a hard turn just to keep from running right off into the ditch on the left side. It was not. Well, we this conversation started because I got my truck <laughs> uplifted, which got my attention. So, well, <laughs> if something is your, uplifting, is your, is your truck rejoicing? This now an uplifted truck? That's yeah, they, call uh, them, they call them lift kits. Yeah. Well, this com- I was I, look. I was walking through Duck Commander. <laughs> I was actually getting some dog food. They got some <laughs> some kind of uh, dog dog food sponsor, and uh, you know I go back into the holy of holies. You slip back in there God. where they got a hiding all like, the merchandise. I heard y'all got some dog food back here. <laughs> There's a room, Dad, somewhere at Duck Matter. I don't know where. Is there? Must you just have to do a secret handshake to find it? Because I never. I actually broke into that thing. <laughs> In the early days when we were filming that Benelli Presents Duck Commander, yeah. I remember we had this producer, uh, we Phil called him the Marine. And uh he Ooh. said he said, What you what's cause they would interview us and they would build the show based on whatever happened in that interview as far as what was going on. I mean it was as real as it could be. And he said, What's what's going on in your life right now? I said, Well, it's come to my attention that there is a room that's now been deemed the Holy of Holies <laughs> where all these sponsors send stuff for us to use. And key word being us. <laughs> I said, but Willie has got this thing locked back here <laughs> yeah. and you cannot gain access. You're, you're, you're out. And he's like, well, what are you thinking? I was like, I want to break in that thing. <laughs> so I broke in it. I mean, we legitimately broke. We they filmed it and made a little TV show out of it. But trust me, I was shopping, and the first few things I found had my name on it. I'm like, who confiscates something with my name on? No, it? you know what he was gonna do? He was gonna hold those back for Christmas presents oh, and yeah, stuff like I, that. It's gonna be like, Jace, I had something specially made for you. Well, the only time I hear from them <clears throat> is they'll call and they'll they'll say. Could you work it into your schedule to give us five lines, no more than five lines, on what you think about Benelli shotguns? That was the one, the last about three or four weeks ago. 
That was the Well, request. you have some good history of some good lines for Benelli. Yeah. yeah. I have so to say. We so, went well, from the boom, boom, boom is the one that yeah, they was, said, so what do you think? I said, well, the best kind of shotgun there is is one that'll go boom, boom, boom every time without hanging up. Which and, the, and uh, they, and they had written the whole commercial. Yeah, yeah, the Marine looked at it. He said, good night. That's it. <laughs> so yesterday, look, I go to Duck Commander. Uh, first of all, I walked through there because when I pulled up, there they said a pitcher. So they're going to uplift my truck. So I bought a vanilla Ford truck, like three three down from like the top of the line. I don't even know what it's called. Everybody knows these model numbers. I'm not looking at it's just an F one fifty. Well, it's F one fifty, but it's like a. Uh, you got something, yeah. Mine's like a King Ranch. Yeah, mine's like ranch. two two down from that. Yeah, and Dad uh, and I are driving the top, top. So I drive by and I hear Cy in there just railing. I was like, Cy's back working here again. Well, mm-hmm. they were they were doing their podcast. <laughs> you should just bust it in the. I post. thought about it, but then I thought, oh no, they'll well, make, yeah. turn this into a forty five minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go out there and. They're like, we're going to pull your truck up for you. And all the people who worked on it, I think they're called Rock Uplifters or something like that. They're from South Carolina. Oh, and so they, they met you at Duck Commander? Yeah. They, okay. they, well, one of, uh, one of the Buck Commander people, they, they worked with Buck Commander. Yeah. And uh, they got in my truck and drove it to South Carolina wow. and left me a rental. Yeah. So I've been driving a rental for a week. Well, I went out there and I was like, my first line, I think, was, it's like this truck has been baptized. <laughs> Which explains was, the uplift. <laughs> it was a new, yeah, I was keeping that theme. And, uh, of course, Grant was there, who I really like, Grant. He works for Buckwinder. And he was like, hey, if you don't like it, you know, I'll make you an offer. And uh, I said, oh, I'll just, I'll let you ride with me. And then I said, because they're looking for line, you know, they set a picture, but there were cameras, and you know, I was like, who are all these people? Because they wanted <laughs> to get there, that. Is your aim, like, functional in the mud, better in the mud, and all, or is the, the, the goal is basically just, just the look of it? Not the look, which it looks like what you would say a mad spider. Yeah. Which I I said I want the shortest <laughs> lift kit, but they said, oh, we we just couldn't. We just had to raise it on. They just couldn't. I thought, you know, it's kind of is a spiritual thing. They're like, you're gonna... I always found that it was more difficult to get in one of them like that because it's up. You, you got to climb in. Yeah. Check this out. Check cl- this out. So the first thing is I... it out there in the parking lot? Oh yeah. The first thing I do. Well, I'm proud it, for you, Jason. Phil, is I open the door, <laughs> and when I open the door, I heard Meep, and these running boards <laughs> come out on the side that you can step up on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I close the door and they went. They went up under the truck. Can't even see them. They're not invisible. I got that. And when Jace and Willie were sitting there 35, 40 years ago, I said, one day, boys, you'll be driving around on one of these jacked up rigs around town. You see up there? That's what y'all will be driving. And they said, they'd lie. They said, Dad. Never gonna that, happen. that ain't gonna happen. Well, I happened. said, I said it will happen. You just hold on. Well, they traded me a picture. For this so <laughs> I, it's kind of hard to be that guy and say no i'm good <laughs> but the bumpers on this thing i mean this this old boy i like this boy he's like now if you hit a deer now won't leave a scratch <laughs> it's that's, a, a, it, really? that's, that's redneck language yeah, right there it, so a, if i hit a deer with this bumper it's not gonna leave a scratch that's he a said, Jimmy no. Red type thinking <laughs> yeah. there. I said, on the deer or the bumper? He said, oh, no, it'll kill the deer. <laughs> okay. So mm. then they had this. I'd never seen this. Like, if you want to pull a trailer, the, your, the, uh, what am I, the trailer hitch, yeah. it like folds under your truck. You pull two pins, pull mm. it out, pull another pin, and you rotate it to which oh, measurement. Oh, yeah. Cause I said, well, now Plus that like, there is a shin. Saver. That's what it's insane. Because well, look, how many times have you hit your shin on this that? This guy who works on truck, he lifted his pants leg up, and there were three scars right here on his shin. Three, three hits. I said, "So you invented that?" He's like, "No, but I I appreciate it greatly." <laughs> uh, I had a winch on it. Uh, they got these window covers that 
if it, I was like, what's this for? He said, what if it's raining, you can roll the window down. Oh, yeah. I said, drive through. Well, no, isn't that something? Of course, I had a bed cover, bed liner, leather seats, because you know, I just had the most basic vehicle known. So, so these admit. these old boys they they were so the companies that off. did this did this that's what they did. Well, Jace, I for guess to advertise it. Yeah, Jace is probably yeah. on their website this morning. You know, so. probably. <laughs> I mean, I did all kinds of videos. Well, they, what they do is they had an idea. But hey, it's a good deal for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, look, I don't even know these people. I was walking through Duncan Manor getting some dog food, and Grant said, <laughs> "Hey, are you going to buy a new truck?" I was going to tell him that story earlier. I said, "Yeah, I'll buy it." I mean, because I was just playing along. Yeah. I really wasn't thinking about one. <laughs> he said, well, if you'll just buy the most basic truck, he said, and you need to buy a Ford. I was like, why a Ford? He's like, well, they've already taken pictures with the other models. I was yeah. like, who is they? So then he's like, well, what they did is they took a you know a truck for Jason Aldean and I think Luke Bryan. He's like, they were looking for somebody to buy a Ford. I, I, prefer, like, I prefer Ford anyway. One is I think they're a better ride, but two is – they didn't. They were the only ones that didn't take the bailout back in 08. I mean that that marked in my mind. I was like, hmm, you know, Ford. They're an old company. You know, they I mean, didn't want to get hooked I, in with I, the government. I, I don't like them. I, I, We've driven Chevrolets. I mean, I'm not I like anti the truck, you know, but I really like it now. But you're right. Don't put all your hopes and dreams in a hunk of metal. There's one mishap. You're one mishap away from just having. I remember the first time I got a new one you know, one of these nice trucks. Cause I'm always just like everybody else. You drove whatever you could afford. And I remember, I mean, I was so proud of it. I mean, it drove so good. And I was like, you know, like baby in it. And I had it maybe, maybe three months, months. And so Lisa dropped me off. I was having lunch with somebody and went to run a couple of errands. And she texts me and says, I, I wrecked your truck. And of course I thought it was a joke. Cause she knew how much, how much I love this truck. I jokingly told people that, you know, now they're ma changing marriage. I said, if anything ever happens to Lisa, I'm marrying this truck. You know, I'm just, I'm good with that. So that's how I felt about it. And so that's why I learned the lesson. And so, I, so I'm so i with some guys from the church. I might have even been there. So I texted them. I said, are you okay? Which was the smart first question. But I really wanted to say, how bad is it? Yeah, I'm fine. I just, I hit a fire hydrant. And I said, mm -hmm. how bad? And then my next question was, how bad is it? And she said, I'm on my way. And I thought, oh, crap. You know, she's she's tore up my truck. So she pulls up, and it just looked like somebody just smashed the truck right in the grill. It was just the whole front grill was just tore out. You needed a Jason bumper. Exactly. But I was like, that, so. You, that was my favorite thing on the truck. I said, you, hit a, you, you hit a fire hydrant. Was the fire, the fire hydrant was there when you pulled in. You know, they didn't put it in. How do you. How do you hit a stationary thing? That Miss was, Kay's logic but, is why would somebody put a three and a half foot pole in the middle of the Walmart parking lot? What you doing there? I didn't know what that was there. And I said, what do you do when you hit it? She said, I gunned, gunned it. it. I gunned it, but it wouldn't move. I'm like, so I told Lisa, I was like, you knew, I said, you were jealous because, because how much I love that truck. And so the first thing you did was just go down there and smash her right in the mouth. No, I think so that's the a typical Robert, that? Robertson, yeah, they fixed it. They Robertson fixed it. response, assess blame. <laughs> oh, I was on it, but I was smart enough. I, I've, I've grown enough to where I did inquire about her well-being before I started it on the, why did you do this? All I try to get out of a vehicle like a truck like that, it's about five or six years trouble-free. And it usually gives you about five or six years. I don't drive yeah. over 30 miles an hour, 20. I'm coming over here. <laughs> no, I've road, been behind you. When the I road know. dries out, I go over there in the woods and come back. But you say, but it's never gunned. But, you know, and you have to have a four-wheel drive around here. That's my to, point. Uh, you got. I mean, now I have this. I understand. You have now. to have a winch if it's not you. It's somebody. Oh, neighbor. I have a winch, by the way. Yeah, your neighbor. They're sitting yeah. there. And say, well, what happened? Because well, we get stuck. I mean, things happen. You just have to do it. So. Well, and that's one of the things that if I happen to drive by and you're in the ditch and your vehicle is, there's no problem. Just calm down. You know, women <laughs> hollering. Yeah, I told up my husband. I said, I said, let me get a chain on it. I'll get you out of there. And I just drag them out. I do it all the time. Well, especially living out here. Yep. Let's, let's take a quick break. So do you remember in the old days, Dad, you, you, I don't think you participated, but I know Jace did. 
and I certainly did. We used to have to, when we shipped all of our duck calls, we would literally have to package up. Of course, it was not as much as it became, but package up everything. And then mom or me later or Jace later would have to drive up to West Monroe to the post office, stand in line with your packages. Yeah. So we used to have a big box or something we could roll around yeah. and just basically do business like everybody else. I mean, this is all pre. No, I'm, I'm still know. doing that. <laughs> Humble so, beginnings. <laughs> I don't know what changed. Just never knew that my there's wife, a whole shipping industry now that's changed. My wife and I spend a lot of time in the line at the post office. <laughs> well, all right. So you're. You, this is a product you, need, you might need to know about. Well, tell me. It's called stamps.com. And you don't have to go. I mean, you can now get everything sent straight to your computer to get your stamps. You don't have yeah. to go buy them anymore. You don't have to wait in line at the post office. Yeah. You get 40% off post office rates. 66% off UPS shipping rates, which is really good. So it saves you time and it saves you money. There's no risk. Use the promo code. You go to stamps.com. Use the promo code unashamed. You get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in unashamed. That's stamps.com, unashamed. You won't have to go to the post office. So I do want to mention your book, Dad. This is your daily fill because uh, June 1st is when it releases. It's exclusively in Walmart. So this is basically a devotional, uh, 100 Days of Truth and Freedom to Heal America's Soul. And uh, it's some stuff from excerpts from your book, and then they we've added in some uh, devotional thoughts. So, uh, it's it's look excerpts it at Walmart. from our, from Blaze TV. <laughs> I do about twelve or fifteen minute blurbs, and uh, and whatever the topic is, different topics yep. every day. Well, I just looked up one day, and I had already I've done about six to about seven hundred of those seven hundred episodes. And yeah, somebody almost. in their wisdom, not mine, decided, well, why don't we just get the material he's covered, mm -hmm. put it in book form like a devotional, and I I read through it. I said that. That would that be worth reading? Yeah, it's really interesting because in the woods has, has sort of evolved. Atheists would not care so much for it, but maybe they they could y'all you atheist guys could gals could just read about mm -hmm. you know basically what the Bible says, how to live your life. I like your what optimism. kind of person you yeah, are. Exactly you just right. know that people who do not believe in God say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen to this podcast unashamed." <laughs> yeah. They might, you know, we uh, that did uh, Corolla. Corolla's an atheist, and and uh, he seems to like talking to you. So, well, you if you know. love everybody, that's exactly you know. right. Well, look, Corolla I, is an is an honest, at least an honest atheist. Yeah, he's an honest humanist. Yeah, but he said I was raised that way in my family. He said so, and he said rightly. He said I wish I wish I could be like you. Yeah, he rightly said. I think what a lot of people think. He said I'm just not sure I'm cut out yeah. to be a believer. And I thought it was an interesting take because he just can't imagine, you know, having he that. He said part I don't think it's in me. Yeah, isn't he a comedian? Yeah. Well, he's, when he said I wish I could be like y'all, that might have been a joke. <laughs> it could have been. Might have been. But I, I, I think he was. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mentioned it when he said that. I said it's called hope. Corolla. Yeah. Hey, it's, look. It's hope. I, look, I was at that the last event I was at, and a woman was in line, and she said, "Is this? I mean, this is what you normally wear?" And I laughed because I assumed that was a joke. Because I'm like, why is she in a VIP line to see me? But she just was a big donor to what, oh, what, yeah. what they were, because it was a you know it was a dinner. It was swanky a bit, and I said, was, and you were wearing kind of what you're wearing here. I said, well, I washed it. I got it out of the dryer this morning, <laughs> and so she she wasn't laughing, and so then I thought maybe she's serious. So I said, well, the Bible says that God does not look at what man looks at the outward appearance; He looks at the heart. So I thought she'd say, oh, that's awesome. Nothing. Crickets. <laughs> I said, I take it you don't want a picture. She's like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what you call that, Jess? Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. But it was the attire 
yeah. that we couldn't get past. <laughs> I'm sure you're a nice guy and all that, and you're going to speak. People I'll seem listen. to be excited about yeah. you. But. Excited. She did everything but say what the old guy said about me. I strongly dislike you. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but I mean, To her credit, at least she did it to your face. I kind of appreciate No reason it. why. Yeah. I just strongly dislike you, period. I, I did appreciate the boldness. It doesn't offend me if somebody just, she yeah. just didn't like the camo look. Yep. At, at, at the, a swanky at the deal. event, I don't care who you are. This this is not this is not the look you should. It be took me a while around. to get into the world like y'all are, but I've done it too. I'm just like whatever they say the dress is, I'm gonna wear what I always wear to speak, and I'm not gonna worry about it. It's, mm. I, I call it just playing the celebrity factor. It's just like you're invited well, to speak. You're who you are. That's what we're gonna do. Well, you know what's weird is yesterday when they showed up from my trunk with all the cameras well yesterday you noticed i had blue jeans on which is the first time i've had a pair of blue jeans on and i would say a year <laughs> and you said why did you do that because all my camo which i don't have many cloak my wardrobe is limited <laughs> they were all, all dirty, dirty. <laughs> and i don't mean like dirty i mean dirty actual dirt and mud i've been i was digging you can around wash mine ground. but they'll still be stained <laughs> yeah. we've, we've, no, we've, we've noticed, noticed. <laughs> Most people, when you get to that level of the shirt, I turn that into a dish rag. The greatest so, thing. Those are wiping rags. The greatest thing that, that can happen to you. I know y'all are not used to this kind of talk, but when you get to be older, when you get to be 75, as far as attire, you can get away with a whole lot. Because they well, just Phil, they pawn that. you off. He said just some old coot is yeah. out there running his mouth. So they, so they, yeah, I agree with they, that. See, they, they just, they don't care. Well, what I was going to say, I'm wearing my best when I appear in public, <laughs> but my best is, 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 was giveaways <laughs> from companies that said, wear our britches and we'll, we'll support your program, whatever. But I didn't finish my story. So they look at me and say, well, where's your camouflage? Because I didn't have any camouflage on. Because they, I didn't know they were going to film. Oh, yeah. I said, it's dirty. So I thought, you know, in less than a week, I had somebody highly offended. Because I wore camouflage <laughs> to a dinner. There you go. And now these people are upset. <laughs> because you're not wearing I you don't have a camouflage on, and we want to take some pictures. Where's the camo? What's the old saying? Just like, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So. No, look at the heart. Clothes make a man. <laughs> clothes make a man. You, I don't you're only as good as your clothes are. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I don't agree with that. <laughs> well, I don't either. But I mean, I'm just saying, Chase, if you got to be in the zone, so you're outside the zone. I think Jason. as long as you have them on. Yeah. As long as you're wearing them, that's a good thing. You're embraced down here on the river and everything because weirdness is a, is a good quality to have around here. If you're well, weird, you 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 fit yeah. right on in here. There's plenty of that around here. So I, I thought of a story. I got to tell a story before we get back into Romans. Uh, <clears throat> of uh, we, we were telling Kellett stories in vehicles. After that truck, Jace, he, he upgraded, he, he said, and he bought a car. This is in the 80s. And it was a diesel car, which you don't see many, you know, I see a lot of diesel trucks. You don't see a lot of diesel cars. But back in the, when fuel got real high back in the 70s, people tried to, diesel was cheaper. So this old car, it was old. I already had a ton of miles on, but he's on, that's a diesel. It'll run forever. But it was constantly breaking down. So Mike and I are working together. So I'm taking, he, he's, I'm getting there, I'm picking him up at least once a week from his mechanic shop at this guy that's working on the stage. So I'm like, Kelly, this car, I mean, your wife's going to get stuck somewhere. I mean, you, you got to get rid of this car. I don't know, boys. So he kept taking it. So he comes out to, we're working at summer camp. We're going to be there six weeks. He pulls up the first day we, we get there. The staff's all coming in. We're getting ready to do orientation. He goes out there and he gets in his car to crank it. It won't crank. So I'm just like, Oh, this car. He said, well, boys, we'll just leave right here. I'm, I'm going to get him to come out here and do it. Well, that car sat there for six weeks in front of the director's cabin. Six weeks of camp. That car never moved. So Kellett is borrowing everybody's car every day. Every time he's got to go do something, he's borrowing my truck. He's borrowing Hawk's car. So at the end of the – he just leaves it out there, the whole camp session. At the end of the camp session, the last day we're there, his mechanic comes out there. And he raises up the hood, you know, he closes it, gets in the car, He's in there 10 seconds, boom, and just cranks right up. And we're all, we're all standing around. It's we're, a miracle. Right. We're just like, what? It's been sitting here six weeks, and this guy, and he, he gets out of the car, and he says, 
Mike, he got a Mike, you might want to put that thing in park before you start it up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It sat there for six weeks. He bought all these cards. He didn't have it all the way in park. I think he just won a little low on cash, decided to come on the old dollar, I think. You may be right, because that sucker is tight. That's exactly what that's he one of my favorite tight. stories ever. Me and him, you know, we was at a fancy restaurant for some meeting or something, and I I paid for the meal. And he's like, I I'll get the next one. And he actually we went to a Sonic one day. <laughs> And he said, yeah, remember that time? And he bought two brown bags. And I thought, are you seriously trading that for this? That's funny. There's a Seinfeld episode about that where the guy. The you, guy's, you think I'm kidding, but I'm not. You know how he is. Oh, yeah. He was legitimately sick. You got the last one. For, you know, a couple hundred bucks. I'm getting this one for five. <laughs> he kept his word. He kept his word. Boy, you I got your you. meal. That's pretty funny. Let's take another break. All right, so I guess we're going to move into Romans 5 today. We um, we la- Last time we kind of got through Romans 4 with Abraham, was, was there anything else you wanted to, that you thought about, Jason? I'd like, well, I'd like oh, to put one in there. Go ahead. Right? Uh, because I... I quote this verse with every human being I studied with when he's talking about the difference between the law, the law of works, and faith. When a man works, his wages are not credited. This is 4-4. A man is uh, not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation when you work for something. However, to the man who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. He's, they're saying, you can't earn this. It's already been done for you because of Jesus being the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. And I always give everybody this verse because it has far-reaching ramifications if misunderstood. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. We have forgiven, we have covered. And then it says, blessed is the man or woman whose sin the Lord will never count against him. I said, never underestimate what what he just said there, who will never count his sins against him. I said, that's the position you need to be in as you walk on planet Earth. It covers good. it covers a lot of downsides or gotten rid of is shame and guilt and all of that, Al. Yep. It, it's done away with right there in that statement. That's right. And that's why I always stress it to people. And most people say, never count. I said, I, they said, well, I've, I've lived such a life. I said, I understand. The girl the other day, one of the girls we baptized, they called me back in the back room, her and her husband. She said, I don't know. I'm fixing to do this. Put my faith in Jesus. He said, she said, and I, I want to be born again. She said, but you just don't realize, Mr. Robinson, how many sins that we've been guilty of. I said, let me explain something. It, it, you could have a mountain of sins. They're all fixed to be removed in about 15 minutes, never to be held against you again. I said, don't forget that. Of course, they just busted out balling when I told them they were so thankful all their life, they just never had any peace of mind because they kept thinking they weren't good enough to be saved because right. they had so many sins. Right. So we see it all the time, but that was pretty moving. Well, moment. and then to your point, Dad, that the, these words were spoken originally by David yep. in Psalm 32. And so what's interesting is he said that he was under law. He was the king of, a king of yep. the Jews under law. But, and, and he had his own problems. He had a lot of problems. But it shows you that what what Paul's saying here, he's been saying consistently throughout history, and the Jews missed it, most of them, that the law won't save you. The, the keeping of the law won't save you. You have to understand, it's always about the heart. There's a reason why God said, this is a man after my own heart. It's because he understood that. Mm-hmm. And even when he blew it, because he, <clears throat> he basically checked out for about three years, you know, and was and did terrible things that that had long standing murder, murder, and and then and affected his family. The his family went into chaos from that point forward. 
And it's because he was a hypocrite. And even though he repented and got right with God at the same time, the consequences of what he did had long lingering effects, yep. which, which are any of us. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the whole point, which somebody had asked a question while we're there, <clears throat> uh, had sent this to me about, uh, let me get the exact question because it was really good. Uh, a student asked me this question, what happened to people who never got the opportunity to hear about Jesus? Uh, meaning people before or other people, but it's always been the case that the heart of faith seeks God in, in any culture and any time throughout history. And so that's the whole point. And then Abraham, Abraham was not a Jew. He, he predated Judaism. Well, then you have to tie in the fact that we're in Acts 17, God determined the exact times and the exact places where we should live. Right. God did this so we would seek him, reach out for him and find him. And the whole purpose for us being here to represent Jesus, I mean here on the earth. Yeah. What what do we we don't think God's not working that out? These right. these divine arrangements. My thought on the Romans five, you know, when he says therefore, I mean based on this being about God's righteousness and not our own. And it being about faith in Jesus rather than law keeping. He says, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace, which is what Phil was referring to with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom that this phrase is the one that sticks out to me, have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, which y'all was telling earlier about breaking into the, the holy of holies and getting getting the stuff. That's what we do with with the more valuable things that we have. I mean, I locked my truck before I came in here because I just got it. Like, well, that, you know, because we we you know we don't want people with sinister intentions. We don't want them to have access. You just think think of what we do. I mean, and you, all we think we're out here in the middle of nowhere. We wouldn't have any problems like that. But one thing need to need to remember. Not so much. Well, the top 10 <clears throat> things I find in under the ground metal detecting is locks. Yeah. Pre Jesus. We all need to remember pre Jesus, according to the United Nations of all groups, they studied populations all the way back to where they found the first civilization. It pretty well, <laughs> You know, you, you had a purging with the flood. You know, that 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 slowed down population immensely. Yeah. Well, the thing just <laughs> went flat- down to eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's basically a rebuild. I, I, I'm, I'm taking it lightly. I'm saying, boy. But look, it, the population, all the experts, not the Christian people, the people who have studied it, it flatlined all the way to Jesus and post-Jesus. It started climbing after about 1,000 A.D. It started climbing, and when it hit about 1600, 1700s, it took off like a rocket. And we end up looking around now, by 2021, you're looking at it, you're saying, man. Seven billion. Oh, it, it just went ballistic. So they, with that in mind, the Apostle Paul to the Galatians is saying the same thing that he said to the Romans, but it, 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 it answers what Jace just said. Uh, when the time had fully come. Yep. Yeah. Now, God looked down. The, the population is flatlined. There's not but 100 million people on planet Earth, right. according to the United Nations, when Jesus was on the Earth. Right. That's not all that many. Right. Well, when the time had fully come, whatever that means in God's sight— God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law when Jesus showed up to redeem those under the law. You're like, he's, he, when he came forth from Mary, the law of Moses was, 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 was marching on. Mm-hmm. But he did it to redeem those under the law was the purpose of him coming when the time had fully come that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because your sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave by disobeying the law and being condemned for it, but a son, and since you're a son, God has made you an heir. 
But that's how he got you out from under a law of works that no one has ever kept but the one who died to redeem those who, who believe in him. So that's the whole story. No matter all these epistles, they all cover that at some point. Right. I just don't think we should underestimate. Grace is a the, wonderful thing. Hang on, Jace, let's take a break. The idea that he's, we've gained access to this. You know, when I was reading this before we did this, I, I just was curious. So I did a Google search, which is, I get the information. That would be like you going and reading encyclopedias mm-hmm. on places that you you don't have access to. I was shocked at, at some of the stuff that came up. I mean, there's, there's, you could sit there for hours. Yep. But some of them were more disturbing. You know, there was a an island in Brazil that you can't, you're not allowed to go anyone because they say during some sea surge that the whole island is filled with venomous snakes, thousands and thousands and thousands. So I thought, this is weird. I've never heard about it. But it was on several top tens, this island in Brazil. So I thought, well, that's, that is awesome that here we have a situation where they're, you know, they're, they don't want people to die. Oh, no, I got to read. It's, that's not the reason you can't, <laughs> you can't go there. They don't want you to hurt the snake. They're protecting the snakes. <laughs> oh, my head just... <laughs> I thought, here we go. (laughs) But most of the things were uh, stuff like that. There was some artwork in Norway and some caves, and no one's allowed. And I thought, okay, you have some of the greatest art ever, but no one can see it. it. What is wrong with these people? (laughs) There's another island right off of India. I don't know whether you're talking about the same. There was another one in India. In India, and there's an indigenous people there. That's it. About five or six hundred. They can't allow humans to come in there because they're not immune to the, because these people are like they lived thousands of years ago. But right. there's about five or six hundred of them. They interbreed, smaller. I, type I saw people. them, but Phil, you know why that group? Now that's not the same as the snakes in Brazil, but that group. The biggest reason they won't let people go in there is because they think these these people will kill them. Oh, they probably they, would. Because they're like, well, this is like an episode of Star Trek. So this is the prime directive. Well, area area fifty one was in the top five on most of the list. Yeah, so that's there too. Yeah, but I mean, to your point. <laughs> so what do we from the area fifty one deal? Oh, we have some kind of secrets about extraterrestrial beings that we are not allowed to the, know. Just, but just think how stupid that is, Al. <laughs> right. Why wouldn't we you should just know. tell us? We should know. But if, think about if it. If you really had it, why wouldn't you tell us? That's right. We're here. But think about it. Instead of trying to save their life, Jesus showed up and the world was in that shape because of their sin. And he came to redeem the world. From their sins, you just—he's way up above all these man-made things about we can't go over here. Well, that's what I'm saying. The greatest thing snakes. We don't want to hurt the bring disease to these people because they'll kill them. But Jesus said, "I've come to set them all free." I I (laughs) shared that the story in my search for this reason because one of the top ten things that showed up a lot was the information sector and the uh, the materials in the at the Vatican, and it's like only. Special scholars, very limited amount, are allowed to go in there. <laughs> and I thought, what? It, what? That not that the exact opposite of what this is saying? Yep. We have the greatest information and the greatest person. Available it, to everyone. Available. And he's like, I'm just doing this for free. Here, have access to grace, which is complete forgiveness and redemption at um, at my blood being And you receive immortality out of it. And you can have peace. You can lay your head on a pillow and say, my sins are forgiven. I'm going to live forever. Here. And you have access to the Father. You can ask. You know that verse that says, you can ask whatever in my name. That doesn't mean he's going to instantly say, sure, Bob. By the way, I watched uh, uh, 
chosen last night, the first six episodes. I haven't seen it. But what do you think? When you thank when, you, Jesus. When you <laughs> that, that only took a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> finally got around to seeing it. But what did it was very insightful. Yes. Because when you're reading something about something, that's one thing, and you're like, whoa. But when you see see the events that are being written about, it has far much much more power to it. It does. It does, and it, and which is to your point. These like, ordinary well, and men and so well running around there, you know, as you know, Peter and all of them, you know, just old. What what do you say, rednecks, you know, rascals types <laughs> type. But it's well done. Wherein I believe in the past when this was attempted, it, it turned into something that was didn't seem real or credible. Which look, when you have Hollywood producing something, you get a different feel. Yeah. Then when there's a guy who's doing it right for the from the technical side, but he's also you can tell he's read his Bible. Yeah. Which look, I love the first thing that comes up for you watch it is they said we encourage you to read along. Yeah. Yeah. And, and which was a which I, I found out I didn't realize. <clears throat> Let's take another break. I didn't realize until I met or haven't met him yet, but by phone met the guy that created it that they have a study guide that goes with it. And so mom tells me that for the last like three weeks, in fact, I think today is their, their, when their group meets. So they watch an episode and then these folks that put this together have a study guide and a discussion yes. around it, which yeah, is fully aware, which is really good. I didn't know uh, that either. Till, so till we can month. talk I was about in, that. I was impressed when, when he, comes. yeah, next week he's going to be on the podcast. Well, it'll be a, I don't know how many podcasts from now. It'll it'll be it'll still be there. Yeah, I'll let right. you figure out the math. But we want to get inside the guy's head and see, you know, where he come. Which is probably the Holy Spirit. But but you know, you you talked about just, so so it struck me y'all talking about this island of these people. <laughs> yeah, in India. Yeah, I have an island. We went through about five. I have a hundred places that are. But that think about how place. arrogant that is for whoever made the decision whoever that was that you, that these people don't, don't deserve the right to know what's going on in the, on the planet. This is like, well, them, they, with they us say it, though, they they were saying it's a safety issue to the outsiders because they're, and they don't want to hold them responsible for if they kill you. Cause these people are cut off from the world yeah, and they're, they're like the oldest people is what they're saying on the earth, which is kind of, it's making a lot of assumptions. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, but I mean, yeah, if you wandered in, okay, you, you didn't know they were there. You pulled up on a boat, they killed you. But they need to know, like, they could be wiped out in two seconds. I mean, the, exactly. it's big. It's way more than, it's like you got this little microcosm of people. You know, it's, I was thinking about, like, the Amish. Bless you. I was thinking about with the Amish. I didn't realize this till I read recently. Because they they're a very closed group, right? I mean, you're there. They got their way of living. We've had some interaction because we've spoken to some. Yeah, I don't really know, but I, I've met a lot of them but, at shows and on. They're really nice. They're very nice so people, and they make wonderful products and stuff. But I didn't realize when they just hit a certain age, they're teenagers. They have a period of time where they they allow them and even encourage them to go check out the modern world. And then decide whether you want to live out there or you want to come back in. Now, I think once you make the decision, you're in, you know, you're in the group. But I never knew they gave you the choice. But that gave me even more respect for their way of life. Because I respect them highly. You, you should have a choice. Yeah. I mean, you should have a choice. Well, there's a fine line between having a close-knit group of family and love and having a cult. Right. So That's exactly right. Once, you're, once choice is not available, I mean, because God created us with a choice yeah so and we've you know, seen unfortunately, that unfortunately we hate you know look especially when you become parents you're you know you sit in your own life obviously but when you see your kids making bad choices you're like yeah. but it's still you realize it's their choice and they have to work through this and find their own way i'll to take this the access. i'll take the amish over these worldly people every time right I respect them highly. Well, I do too, and there's a lot to respect. And a lot By the way, about. they we met some up there in Pennsylvania, wherever we spoke up there, you know. But uh, they asked us, they invited us to speak to them, you know. Yeah. You know the elder. Well, I well, could if tell any, anybody from our world could easily 
slip into their world, it would probably be you. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm well, saying. Well, you don't have a cell phone, and uh, I'm saying he that has Amish no tendencies. Com- yeah, no I computer. Mean, you you, uh, you kind of understand that world. You drive at the same speed as the horse and buggy, <laughs> right. even though you have a, right. a hunk of metal. <laughs> right. You're both going about the same speed. You could do horse and buggy. He could be horse and buggy. That's We're going it. back. <laughs> I don't mind if you go horse and buggy oh, at all. Phil, I'm fully aware. I'm saying you're you they t- they're you're tapping into your. Yeah, I'm just thinking if when diesel gets up, you know, three, four, or five bucks an hour, you, I mean, a, a, a gallon, I mean, you ride along, come by on a horse, you know, a little hay and feed him a little bit. Yeah. Good, good way to roll. Well, they always say that everything goes back, you know, to the way it was, but now we're, we're headed for the electric vehicle. Now we'll try that a while, but then we may eventually get back to the horse. So I think we take, I think here's what we do we, we take dad and we send him in on a boat to India to this island. Yeah. And because they need to know about not only about what's going on, but they need to know about Jesus. So we, we're just going to send you in there. I think you could convince them, yeah, you know, if you can get the Indians or the Brazilians to ask me, I'll go down there. No, it's two different countries. <laughs> Wait, we're in a different the part. Brazilians, they have the Snake Island. The I don't want to go to Snake Island. I'm out well, on that. I, I just, I mean, what, I got a I don't even I like a, a snake here. Well, I don't I don't either. I mean, my name An island full of snakes? which I don't know. I did, came about did. that close to getting bitten by a cottonmouth the other day. Hey, yesterday. I, my, I just uh, I just picked up a log and 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 and, and chunked it because it was on the road. The four-wheeler didn't want to bounce out of it. So I just reached and grabbed the end of it. But, you know, how dumb could you get? I mean, you'd want to test that a little bit, yeah. shake it a little bit. I just bent down, picked it, and as soon as I threw it, I mean, you know, about the size of my arm, a big old bull Congo just came out of that thing. I mean, he was, my hands were right above him, like Ooh. inches away. Jeez. And I what thought, what did you do? Did you I jump? told myself on the way back to get in the four wheeler, I said, that was dumb. <laughs> did you run or did you just say, what the heck? No. And you weren't, you didn't have your weapon because you had your hands on the. But line. it was in the rig. But but when I got to it, he, he was smart enough to get out of there. But I tore the weeds up on the way out. <laughs> oh, I, you started firing. Him. So you had oh, your I gun. Went for, I went for him, but I, but he, but he could have bitten me, and my I'd be swelled up right now. <laughs> well, Phil, you might have been dead. It was a close call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Debo, my neighbor, he stepped on a snake, and he I heard him. I thought it was his wife, actually, because the sound he made was like <laughs> 10 decibels up. <laughs> I've it come was, this close to being, bitten, to being yeah. bitten so many times that I just consider it pure luck. I mean, it is luck. Yeah. yeah. He was I mean, grabbing his chest, and he's like, huh, huh. and I said, what happened? <laughs> he said, oh, okay. I, 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 it was a poison snake. I said, well, did you see his head? And he's like, Nope, but it was a blackish gray, and it just came at me. It was, <laughs> <laughs> so I started laughing. I, but he, I could tell he was getting angry. I was like, I'm not laughing at that you could have died. I was like, I just, it's just the high pitched scream. And the, he's like, well, I mean, I am, I'm clearing this. This, yeah. you, look at, he, it's like his, I could tell his rage because his, <laughs> his yard was, his really grown up. Which I'm his neighbor and I don't care. You're, you're I, not having you're not you're not having a problem with that. Are you going to no? Call I mean, a, you're going to call an HOA meeting and, and yeah. deal with that. Well, well I, I he has mouth, chickens that we share. When your legs get right up on him and you fix the step on him, you'll see that flash. You look down and their mouths open, but they're just sitting there and they're yeah. saying to you, "One more step and you're I'm <laughs> yeah. fixing to nail you." So they do warn you a little bit. Their mouths open. But they're also aggressive. I mean, sometimes oh. they'll come. Well, out. when he said this, I, I the more I interrogate, you don't think it's a. No, I don't think it's poison because I was like, "How big was he?" Now he said, "Was blackish gray." And I was like, "But the fact that he, because he said he just took off," I said, "That doesn't seem like a cotton mouth." Yeah. I said, it "May have you know the look," and, and I've never seen one here in, and, our, uh, in our neighborhood. And so he was like, "Oh, thank you, Jesus." Thank you. I mean, because he was he was traumatized. He's from California, which explains. Himself. And they're a little high strung. I mean, they're a wonderful family. Yeah, they they're are. They're a little high strung. But we've kind of, you know, we bonded. I, I love them. But uh, you know, something got in their chicken coop, uh, like a coyote or something, a feral dog or something, and 
and basically wiped out all their chickens. Oh yeah, they they they. I was there for the whole thing. I think you know what? I think it's hawks. Is that what it which is? are protected? And uh, he's like, "Well, we need to talk about that." <laughs> I said. <laughs> It's going to be a tough conversation. Because <laughs> uh, if you start participating in illegal activity, yeah, although a, I understand. Uh, he's I said, a lawyer. He ought yeah. to figure it out. I was like, but you know. They're both lawyers. They're she a result to... of the big HOA embarrassment that, that Duck Dynasty Highlighted. showed. Yeah, with them. Because all those people were like, oh, we got to follow the rules of the neighborhood. And But once they kind of took a look at what they what they saw now, we, you know, they got, we know what why, why wouldn't you have chickens? No, but what, right. What happened was we basically pulled a Beverly Hillbillies and we just took over the neighborhood. Yeah. That's so true. now we, we outnumber, we them outnumber them now. So now it's full of rednecks. So we're, we're in Swankyville with, a I bunch hadn't of, bought an egg in years, <laughs> which is awesome. I know, which is great. By the way, speaking of snake bites, so there's more than know. one way to take over a neighborhood. Sometimes you just got to make a little yeah. money and take over. The Apostle Paul was bitten by, they claimed that little adder in that part of the world. Oh, he's vicious, yeah. Oh, they claim that that's a death, they kill you. Yeah. They have, they're very poisonous. Right. He shook them off in the fire and, you know, just kept on going. They <laughs> they were all like, he's a god because he's, he ought to be dead and he's not, but. Well, here's the bottom line. Don't get upset because you can't go to all these scary places because God's given us the greatest access point to eternity and purpose on earth. I mean. So we just did a whole podcast, the one on therefore. Therefore. <laughs> we were we were going to go into Romans 5 and we got therefore. The and I look word. up and we're 50 minutes. How? It's the first word of 5-1. How does that happen? Therefore. <laughs> I wonder what therefore really means. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out next time we do the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.